0: Philippians two, nineteen through thirty-one. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth. How, as a son with a father. He has served me in the gospel, and I hope, therefore, to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God.
1: God. Sorry, I like need the heck out of the table.
0: <laughs> in the if you of thought that. your tire burst <laughs> yeah, while yeah. you
1: were driving, <laughs> yeah, it was just sorry, Will's Sorry, makeup. everyone. Well, it's another it's another great day in the ODR studio. Just to paint a picture, Tom, you're looking very sharp today. You just went to court to get. Uh,
0: yeah, how'd it go? Yeah, it went great. Well, uh, to, yeah. to be clear, it was like a permitting <laughs> thing, not like a least, crime. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I I can't believe it. I uh, only have to yeah. meet with the with the PO once a week now. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> It's awesome. We were trying to do we were trying to do a renovation just so to clear up any clear yeah. yeah. Tom we, is Tom We is had to get, get a, a, a zoning yeah, permit mm-hmm. and uh, and it went great.
1: I love it. I love really it. Clear. Meanwhile, John Boat and I look homeless as always. <laughs> And uh, it's a I, great time. I look like the, I work
0: for like a, like a project manager at a construction company today. You, you, you are definitely like, a, a Brassfield like. and Gory guy
2: right Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Yep. Shout out Brassfield and One of our many. So another day in Philippians. Um, and, you know, this is one of those uh, sort of passages. It's less like, well, we're up in the theological clouds mm-hmm. and we're kind of like on the dirt, you know, in Philippi. Reading this letter, thinking about real people, real places, real events. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I have really come to love these moments, like in the New Testament, where we kind of take a, a break from some of the really mind-bending huge theology and like see the nuts and bolts of how like early believers operated and how mm-hmm. how these early communities that uh, grew out of the good news. Um, started to relate to one another. And so today, Paul, and he's kind of taking a section in his letter uh, to give a little front-running commendation to these two men, Timothy and Epaphroditus. Um, And man, what a way to be spoken of for both of these men. Um, Just glowing um, and you know, especially the the commendation of Timothy. Timothy is just like one of my favorite uh, sort of character studies in the Bible, and his relationship with Paul. It's like so sweet and powerful. So um, I will not belabor the point, but what what do you guys uh, see going on uh, in Paul's words about Timothy and Epaphroditus today?
0: I I mean I think the second word we're, we read from the ESV, but I think the second word is so. Um, it's it's so descriptive of Paul. He he talks about hope a lot, and this mm-hmm. is a very hopeful letter. Mm-hmm. Um, his hope is in the Lord, and yet his hands are open in his hope. Mm. And uh, like if it's and he knows when to like grip tight with hope and when to open his hands. Yeah. If it's you know I I hope that you know if it's like a, a an eternal promise kind of hope. He mm. means it in like that hope will be realized. Mm. um it clings to it. And he's, so he's, he's holding tight. Yeah. And then there's other times that he hopes. Yeah. Um, and it's a good thing to hope in, mm-hmm. but you can also tell like his hands are open.
1: It's like a nominal kind like of a, desire. Like a, yeah. I desire this.
0: Uh, I want yeah. this. It's a good want. Uh-huh. Um And so I, I like that this is such a hopeful letter and it's got a little bit of both in it, both the tight grip and the open hands. Um, but, you know i think he really wants to send timothy to them uh if the lord will allow it mm-hmm. you know? and uh and and i think that's you know he tells why he, timothy's um you know everybody wants to be cheered on by what's happening mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah i think this is like uh this is almost like a, a very this is almost like inside the church kind of a moment where it's like mm-hmm you're You're seeing the Ministers and they're doing their work, and it's like one minister talking to another minister. It's like very much in the trenches, yeah, it's not theoretical um it's, real. it's very practical, yeah. and I think that's I think that's good because that's most of life, right mm-hmm. like most of life is not studying like what is the latest book on so and so's theology, yeah I'm most sure. of life is like uh, the calendar's full and there's like people coming over and I got to go do this thing or I feel lonely or, um, my friend just disappointed me because they've walked away from God or what, you know, that's most of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is very practical for us to look at.
2: Yeah. Mm. I I think, I I think of the importance of examples when, when looking at these guys, Uh, we were were talking about like reading leadership books and leadership books might give you like a lot of good principles. Right. But, how you see those applied, like if you read a biography, you're actually gonna see like, okay, these people took these things and they applied them into their real lives with these situations that are messy and muddy. And so how does that work out? And, and with these guys, they, they actually take and apply, and I'm going back to Philippians two, one through four, but they take the principles that were from that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the encouragement that Paul is giving to the church, it's like, okay, so look at these guys, look at Timothy, look at Epaphroditus, look at my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and see him Mm -hmm. and the way that he loved me, the way that he loved you. And that's how you're supposed to live. And I mean, even within the church, like having examples around you of people walking faithfully is one of the most important things we can do to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think whenever I read this passage or have read this passage, it's that that always stands out to me. Who, Who are the examples of my life? Am I worthy of being an example? Am I seeking to be an example to others that they might see and know Christ more? And Paul just consistently, um, you know, makes that point known throughout this letter as well. Hmm.
1: I I really hope uh, I aspire to what is said of Timothy mm-hmm. um, in verse twenty. You know, he Paul says, "I've no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare," and that that's just an amazing thing to aspire to, to live such a life that it is very clear that you have a genuine concern for the welfare of other believers. Yes. And, you know, we're not even talking about, like, Timothy's immediate circle, like his best friends. Like, this is, uh, you know, a different body of believers Mm -hmm. from Timothy's home camp. But, you know, he he shares in, as Paul kind of points to, verse 21, he he doesn't share in his own interest but in the interests of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that that is just so powerful. You know Barnabas is like another one of these characters in the New Testament. And I think as we read the New Testament what we really begin to see is that the the church was not built on gifted preachers and gifted musicians or like gifted administrators. The Lord certainly used gifted preachers and musicians and administrators along the way and still does. But what the church was and is built on is people who share in the interests of Christ, Mm -hmm. which is the welfare of other people. And I think you're right. It's going back to the beginning of chapter two, people who count as Jesus did count others more significant than themselves. And, um, gosh, it's, it's convicting, but in like an encouraging, uh, inspiring sort of
0: way. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, these these two obviously Epaphroditus is there, he's the one who delivers the letter mm-hmm. to to the church. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I w- would like to know more about his story because his name um means like belongs to Aphrodite. Oh, interesting. So it's like it's very interesting that he he has such a pagan background. Yeah. Um, and he's delivering a letter to this early church like you just kind of wonder like what is the backstory this guy did not come from like he didn't come from jewish roots that's for sure yeah he did i mean like he's 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 got to be definitely a first generation christian yeah um just so interesting like okay so this guy went from a very pagan background to delivering a letter from mm-hmm. jail uh to these folks and being like just A faithful servant yeah yeah um i just think that's and like he risked his life like he Mm -hmm. i mean this guy didn't have like a toe in the water yeah he was like he was like swimming in the deep end yeah um so it's very that's like that's kind of a a cool just one of those things that you're like all right let's
2: that's that's worth kind of
0: pondering a little bit Mm
2: -hmm. yeah he he is like epaphroditus is an interesting guy uh because i mean you you look at the relationship with Timothy, Paul sees Timothy as a son, he's been traveling with him, he's been ministering to him, but uh, it seems there's this like deeper level of fellowship with Epaphroditus uh, as a brother, as a fellow worker, as a fellow soldier. Um, There's this kind of equality of role, like he's not necessarily, Paul's been directly pouring into him, but he's so encouraged by the fact that Epaphroditus, just as Paul is pouring his life out as a drink offering, would offer his life for the sake of Christ. Mm And there's that brotherhood. Um, There's this brotherhood that you get within the body of Christ when you know that you're walking towards eternity, Mm -hmm. that this life is fading away. But we all know that we want to see people come to know Jesus Mm -hmm. and we will do anything for that sake. That is unlike any other friendship that you can have in this world. And it seems like Paul does have that deep, you know, friendship and love and um, joy just in being a fellow worker alongside Epaphrodite. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being in the trenches. Like, uh, you know, if you're in a war together with people, you have these bonds that cannot be shaken. And now yeah. we haven't, me and Will have never been in a real war, but we are in a war this side of heaven for the sake of people's souls, mm-hmm. yep. laboring on behalf of Christ. And so I don't know, it's just a cool example of, I, I love the soldier analogy that yeah. Paul gets. Um, it, right it kind of illuminates how Paul, he, he often refers to the
1: mystery of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And if you just think back to like at that point in church history where Paul was, you know, there wasn't like, we know the church as like a predominantly Gentile thing, you know, like there's a lot more Gentile believers in the world than there are Messianic Jews. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time, of paul's ministry that was not the case you know it was like just starting to bud outside of just the jewish nation and the literal biological sons of abraham and if you just think about like you you have epaphroditus who there's this link uh to aphrodite you have timothy who his dad uh was a gentile his mom was jewish there seems to be a broken home thing there a fatherlessness uh air about Timothy. And then, you know, I was recently listening to a sermon on uh, Paul at the Areopagus in Acts 17, Uh uh, which is, you know, kind of one of his famous apologetic moments. And most everybody doesn't really care what he has to say. But one of the guys uh, who does believe and kind of goes with Paul is named Dionysus, who named after the Greek god of drinking and sex yeah and so basically you know in the sermon he was talking about how um basically the the unlikely nature of this person who probably lived a life of utter disgusting temple debauchery yeah um is now in the fold and paul's like this is the mystery of the gospel that that gentiles are grafted in and i think we can read that and be like oh, okay that's nice um but if you think about it it's incredible. think about Epaphroditus think about Timothy yeah. and think about who you would have expected to be like the Messiah's people mm-hmm. it's not the band that you would have put together um and it just speaks to the the beauty of Jesus and the upside down nature of his kingdom
0: it does and the the i love immediately after to to kind of like put a exclamation mark on what you just said immediately after he says Epaphroditus which you know Belonging to Aphrodite, my brother. Mm-hmm. There's like this. It's like everybody's got like a. Every Christian has a backstory of who they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't just take who you used to be and bring it in with Christ, and like now you're like partly that, partly Christ. Like he totally. When you're in the family, you drop your surname. Like mm-hmm. you drop you drop that name, and you are you are a new creation. That's good. They're just illustrating that so clearly here.
1: That's good. Yeah man so so much goodness um and it's a good spot to to land the plane so for the great thomas nelson fresh out of cobb county prison and uh <laughs> and john vote this is will Carlisle. we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ's covenant and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465